0: Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold on to or share Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love, one photo at a time. In this episode of the podcast, we have a beautiful, unmedicated hospital birth story with Christine. Quick note this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number two hundred and seventeen. Whether you are a new listener or or returning listener, I'm so grateful that you're spending some of your time with me today. Today's episode, we have Christine. Christine lives in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, with her husband, Nathan, daughter, Vera, and German short-haired pointer, Orzo. She's a full-time stay-at-home mom and also works as a preconception, prenatal, and postpartum registered dietitian. She provides one-on-one nutrition counseling to empower birthing people about nourishing their bodies for themselves, their babies, and generations to come. So Christine had prom, which is premature rupture of membranes. That means your water breaks before labor starts. And then after that, her labor and birth actually was just less than 10%. Hours she was planning for an unmedicated hospital birth, and that's exactly what she got. When she was admitted, things went pretty quickly. Her intense her contractions intensified pretty quickly after her water broke, and she got to five centimeters over what was several hours, and then five to ten centimeters, which is completely dilated in just two hours. She pushed for 45 minutes, tried lots of different positions, actually found that delivering on her back ended up being the best. She also did not have her regular doctor there, and that caused some anxiety around her birth. But in the end, a healthy baby was born. And you're going to hear all the details of Christine's story today. And she really wanted to share her story to encourage other women who are wanting to have an unmedicated hospital birth that it is definitely possible and it can be a very positive experience and environment. Being in the hospital, should not, and does not have to provoke negative feelings is what Christine said. So I'm super excited to share her story with you today. Now, before we get into the episode, I know that one of the things that's really crucial for having a great hospital birth experience is childbirth education. So I would like to invite you to check out my childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. The birth preparation course is my signature online childbirth education class that gets you calm confident and empowered to have a beautiful birth, particularly in the hospital. I have lots of information and resources in the course specifically geared towards unmedicated birth, a special bonus lesson, pictures, a guide, all of that good, great stuff detailed descriptions of pain management techniques and options. So check it out, drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. Thousands of other women have, and I'd love to see you there too. All right, let's get into the birth story episode with Christine. Christine. So much, Christine, for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I am excited to have you share your story today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited as well.
0: Yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself and your family and maybe your work because I think your work probably influenced your pregnancy too.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I am married, my husband and my daughter, now 15 months old, and I live in Charleston, South Carolina. And we, um, well at time of birth, we had two German short hair pointers. Our old one has passed since, but I had to include him in the story. So Charlie will be in (laughs) there. Um, and so I'm very fortunate to be full-time stay at home mom, but then also I I, partly work as a registered dietitian. So I kind of have a little side gig as a Dietitian, and I focus on women who are trying to conceive, are pregnant, currently pregnant, and then recently postpartum. So, yeah, so definitely influenced, you know, my pregnancy and kind of things that I did
0: before, during, and after. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, helpful for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, Uh, In order to understand what happens during the birth, I think we always have to understand what happens during the pregnancy. So let's start off with what was your pregnancy like? What was your prenatal care like?
1: Yeah. um, So starting with the baseline of pregnancy is hard. (laughs) Um, But relatively speaking, I I wouldn't necessarily call my pregnancy easy, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say it was hard, if that makes sense. Um, I had like every symptom. I think you could have like, you know, you always, (laughs) all of them. <laughs> things that I didn't even know were a symptom beforehand. Right, right. right. You know, you always think of fatigue and nausea uh, and heartburn and that kind of thing. Yeah. But like carpal tunnel, I had no mm-hmm. idea, yep. and like itchiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was third trimester. I was super itchy. Okay, um, like to the point where my husband was like, "I think you need to like ask for labs or something right. because because it can be a sign. Is it like liver uh-huh. or gallbladder? I forget. Uh-huh. I, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so thankfully it was all fine. It okay. was like no big issue. Gotcha. Um just itchy. <laughs> but <laughs> but um a friend had told me about eczema cream so that actually helped a lot. Okay. Um cuz I was using lotions and oils right. beforehand but nothing it was helping. Wasn't, but wasn't um it. yeah, but that helped. So um so yeah, I mean all the symptoms but everything was like manageable. Okay.
0: Um, and had with nausea? nausea I was gonna say nausea, vomiting. Yeah, or? I
1: definitely had nausea up until like 16 weeks. Okay. Um, but I really didn't vomit much, okay. thankfully, yeah. you know. Um, so that was good. The one scare we had mm-hmm. was at 16 weeks, mm-hmm. um, at my OB appointment. The OB heard like a, a decline and then a pause in the heart rate. Right. And she heard it on the Doppler right. and then she heard it on the ultrasound. Right. So she's like, you know, this may be nothing, right. but like, let's refer you to MFM, okay. get you, you know, get you checked out. Right. So that was at 16 weeks. And then they got me in like the early following week at 17 and the OB or the MFM doctor, he was like, if I didn't know what you were coming in for. I would have thought this was just an early anatomy scan. Okay. So like everything looked good. Okay. Um, You know, it was just kind of a (laughs) definitely anxiety provoking.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But
1: thankfully it was okay. I mean, he did want me to come back at 25 weeks Mm -hmm. when the heart was developed and do like a fetal echo. Okay. That turned out good. He was like, but there's like... Some of the measurements are, like, slightly small for gestational age. So let's have you come back one more time. Okay. So I so I went back at 29 weeks okay. to MFM. And, but everything was good, and, like, they discharged me. So Okay. okay. you know, just, like, a little extra. Yeah.
0: That's still <laughs> quite a pregnancy. few weeks, though, of a little bit of anxiety, or maybe a lot of bit of anxiety, worrying that is this going to be something that that happens. I mean, that's like what, eight, 10 weeks of concern. So yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I would say like at least after the first one, most of my anxieties were like, you know, mitigated. like gotcha. that really helped. Gotcha. But those
0: first like several days was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you said you saw an OB, did you see the same OB or was it different OBs in a practice? How did it work for you?
1: Yeah. So I think there were seven okay. OBs in the practice. So I mostly like I already had already been seeing one for like gynecology care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I really liked her. Okay. So she was like my main, okay. but then you had the option of seeing the other physicians if you wanted to, okay. which I did. I wanted to like meet everyone beforehand because right. you never know who's going to deliver. Sure. So yeah, throughout my pregnancy, I saw, I think almost all of them okay. um, at least once.
0: Okay. okay. So okay. yeah.
1: Okay. So I got to meet everyone. And
0: how do you feel about the care you received?
1: Good. Yeah. I thought, I felt like, you know, I would go in with questions for the most part. And so if I had questions, they would answer, them. Um, you know, I, I liked the practice a lot and I'd heard really good things previously
0: about like okay. friends that had delivered there too. So, yeah. Yeah. okay, okay, good, good. So you, you overall great experience yeah. it sounds like. Okay. All right. And what are some things that you wanted for your birth? So I wanted an unmedicated birth. Okay. So
1: I was going in, you know, I, I was pretty set on, <laughs> on medicated births. Obviously, uh-huh. you never know what's going to happen. Sure. Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts with medicated births, but I also uh-huh. listened to a few stories that were like inductions or C-sections right. because you just never know.
0: Um, right. Right. What podcast did you listen to? Well, obviously yours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, um, yours was so helpful, like just like all the medical information, but then also like the birth stories are so helpful to like hear a wide range of like what could happen right, and just right. like that again that you just never know. Right. Um, right. But that also listened to evidence based birth. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, birth naturally.
0: Oh, I haven't heard um, of that one.
1: I I think that's someone with two sisters, and they okay. talk about like they have birth stories, but sure. then they talk about like their births okay. and I'll stuff. I have
0: to look that one up. Okay.
1: And then, oh, what was? I mean, I listened to a bunch. I can't even remember all of them. But um, there was another one with a doula that I listened to. The birth store? Oh, I don't know. No,
0: that's okay. I, I just was, like a, to a share doula, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like. I you know some if. People are like me. Like I'm a podcast jun- yeah. junkie, so it's like if I hear one, I want to hear all of them. So I, I, I like to share other options for folks besides mine. So yeah, so that's cool. And then, so you definitely knew you wanted a medicated birth. You listened to podcasts. What else did you mm-hmm. do to prepare?
1: Oh, to prepare, I'm mm-hmm. more of
0: like what did I not do? Oh, okay. Let's go um, ahead I and get into it. it. <laughs> um,
1: so. <laughs> I actually, starting even before we were trying to conceive, I was listening to podcasts. I was reading books. Okay. I changed my diet because, you know, I'm a dietitian. So I had been a vegetarian slash pescatarian for like 20 years. Okay. And like a year before we tried to, Uh we were going to start trying, Uh I started eating meat again.
0: Really? I knew that that was going to be really important. Yeah. Really? What, what, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. What made you come, I mean, like. Like all of it, like red meat, pork, all of it? Yeah, or just.
1: I, 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 what'd you do? I dipped my toes in here. Right.
0: Like as I was
1: kind of getting back into it. But uh-huh. yeah, now like I eat all of it. Um, but just cause really, I mean, you can uh-huh. being, you know, a vegetarian or pescatarian, it's just uh-huh. going to be a lot more, you're going to have to be really, really intentional about making mm-hmm. sure that you're getting all your
0: mm-hmm.
1: nutrients that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure you're taking your, your, vitamins that you, the things that you do need to supplement. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so I started eating it again and
0: um, right. Right.
1: Do you feel like it affected your body at all? There was one time that I was definitely like a little GI upset. Like, okay. But, but honestly, no. Otherwise like cuz like I said, I just kind of took it slow. Gotcha. Um as I was starting to eat meat again and mm-hmm. it,
0: no, I I felt good. Right. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I have, I I can't say that I've ever heard anybody do that. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting perspective. And obviously you you know the the information cuz you're mm-hmm. a dietitian. So and you felt Good and feel good about yeah, the decision. Absolutely. yeah absolutely
1: yeah so yeah okay yeah um so then yeah and I s- started cutting back on caffeine because I'm a coffee lover so it was uh-huh. like, okay, I was like all right, I got to cut back on that um, right. but then once we got pregnant you know continued to read like more books listen uh-huh. to podcasts uh-huh. um ex- continued exercising uh-huh. I was already doing that um, but probably did more like yoga and stretching
0: okay than
1: I was doing previously right
0: um
1: did meditation uh-huh. um i and okay let's see i did some massages okay definitely (laughs) if you can do that nice yes yes nice little treat yes um but helps you know your muscles like relax Uh you'll be able to stretch um, and you know get baby in the right position Mm -hmm. um went to chiropractic care in third
0: trimester okay did you find that helpful
1: um, so I did it alongside what I was getting ready to say, pelvic floor mm. PT. Mm. So I n- definitely for sure that was helpful. Okay. Um, chiropractic, I, I don't, I, don't know. Like, I couldn't necessarily right. tell you yes sure. or no. Sure. Um, sure. but the pelvic floor PT was absolutely helpful. Okay. Um, I okay. would say, you know, I would recommend that
0: to anyone. Gotcha. Did your insurance cover this, or did you have to pay out of pocket? I paid out of pocket, mm-hmm. but I had already,
1: like, known a PT around the area, uh-huh. and so I I would just, like, went to her. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't check beforehand, which I probably should have, and they didn't. I tried uh, to, like, submit the claims afterwards, sure. but, you know. Okay. You know. But yeah. there are multiple around the area, so maybe if uh-huh. I would have checked with somebody else, okay. it would have been covered. Gotcha. Um,
0: gotcha.
1: So, and, you know, I didn't go until I was like starting to have like pelvic pain Uh and like low back pain Uh and like even like a little bit of urinary issues. Okay. And realistically, I probably should have gone sooner. Okay. Um, just kind of like more preventative. But, Mm -hmm. um, so I went to them through third trimester and then also checked back in postpartum
0: okay yeah okay and then did you do any specific what what how were you planning to manage pain if you wasn't wanna, if it wasn't going to be with medication yes
1: so um breathing uh-huh. was like gonna be a huge thing I knew and uh-huh. I was you know trying to do meditation so you know kind of help with that but I mean I was mostly focusing on breathing I, uh-huh. I did get a doula Okay, so I hadn't I hadn't got there yet. Um, so I'd hired a doula. Uh-huh. Um, so was gonna hope you know, I was hoping that would sure. help. Like she could do some maneuvers. Yes. And, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just gonna be focusing on breathing and water, not uh-huh. water birth, but like right. right. Um, I was hoping that I could be right in the tub here uh-huh. at home, uh-huh. um, which didn't end up happening. But
0: um, did you take any childbirth education classes at all? So not specifically
1: childbirth education uh-huh. um like i i did so much research on my own like reading books yeah. and podcasts yeah. that yeah. i felt like knowledge wise for that i was prepared gotcha. um there's a center here like the newborn center of charleston they have like um like a breastfeeding class and uh-huh. an infant care class uh-huh. so i took those uh-huh. And then, you know, my doula would come, she did, did a couple prenatal visits. So okay. she'd come over, she had some like books and, gotcha. but I, any like things I feel like I already knew because <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I'd already gotcha. done so much research on my own.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to ask about your doula and whether or not, like, at what point did you hire her and like, what was the relationship or how were things during the prenatal period? Like, what did she do to help? Him?
1: I, I kind of knew pretty early that I wanted a doula. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to unmedicate and I just felt right. like having another, you know, first of all, having a woman there to mm-hmm. help me who's, you know, knows births, has been through right. births, but, you know, and, and obviously like all the things that they can help with. Sure. Um, but I think I hired her maybe second trimester and okay. she did, she would do a couple prenatal visits, just kind of like check in, you know, see if I needed any information, kind of uh-huh. talk about things. Right. Um, you know, the plan that's, and then like how things were going to go. And she, the one that I hired wasn't actually the one that was there because, (laughs) which I knew there was a chance she Uh was leaving for vacation the day before my due date. Uh, And so I knew it was a chance, but I was like, okay, my mom went early on two out of three
0: of her births. Maybe I'll go early. It'll be
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't her, but it it was, I still had a doula there. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. And then you, so you wanted an unmedicated birth. You were all in for that. Are there any other things that you wanted for your birth?
1: I mean, you know, like the aftercare, I, you know, I wanted skin to skin right away. Like mm-hmm. all, all the kind of, you know, I wanted baby to be on my chest to try and, you know, really enjoy that like golden hour. Right. But I mean, for the birth itself, I, I just didn't want like a lot going on. Like I didn't want a lot of in and out, like a mm-hmm. lot of checks, mm-hmm. um, it while I was at the hospital, I did like want dim lights if possible. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. They, the hospital that I was going to had like showers and baths. Okay, so I had requested that one. I think all of them did, but I was like, okay. I had that now, on my were, birth plan right, that I wanted right, one right. with at least a shower or a bath.
0: Gotcha.
1: gotcha. Um, so and like no coached pushing. I uh-huh. didn't want that. Right. I wanted to be able to try pushing in any position if I uh-huh. wanted because yep. that was one thing I really did not know. Like what position am I going to want to push in? Right, I, I don't know until I'm going to be there. Right. Uh, so yeah,
0: absolutely. So that was one thing. Okay. Okay. Good, good. So, and you said you had a birth plan. Did Mm -hmm. you talk about your birth plan with your doctors during your prenatal visit or did you bring it to the hospital?
1: I did. I talked to my primary, Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, the Uh the doctor
0: that I've been Uh seeing
1: and Cause she actually had, cause from the very beginning I told her like, Hey, I do want to do an animated birth. Like, right. how do you think that's going to go like in right. this hospital? Right. And she was like, Oh yeah. She's like, you could do it. If that's like what you're going to set your mind to, right. um, you know, go for it and you can do it. She's like, but she was like <laughs> the caveat, but you know, be prepared to be flexible. So, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then at one point she had asked if I'd had like kind of a birth plan. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, all right, well, bring it to your next visit and we'll go over it. So, okay. um, so we did, which was really helpful because there was some things, you know, cause I was like, well, I don't want Pitocin. I don't mm-hmm. want, you know, any of these medications ideally. And, right. but she like was like, okay, sometimes we use medication if you know, you're not progressing. We don't necessarily have to go full throttle and like right. be on on the whole time, you know? And she just kind of explained like, okay, these are some interventions that sometimes we use and this is uh-huh. why we use them. Yeah. Not necessarily like it's, it's all black or white. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so it was helpful to talk to her about it. And she yeah. was like very, I mean, obviously she was open to me doing unmedicated, medicated, but sure. she just wanted me to like understand why things happen.
0: Yeah. 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 That's really important because that's not a conversation that you want to have in the middle of labor Mm -hmm. (laughs) while you're trying to deal with contractions. (laughs) So you had a better idea going into it, what to expect. Expecting parents who are looking for great nursery decor, this message is for you. As you prepare for the beautiful journey ahead, let Home Threads be your partner in creating a serene nest for your growing family. At homethreads.com, explore a collection designed for comfort and style during this special time. and it fits in any space in your home. Be sure to visit homethreads.com forward slash Dr. Nicole today and receive a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads love where you live. All right, so let's get into what was your labor and birth like? Okay, so I'm going to actually start with 39 weeks okay. because that
1: kind of plays into my delivery. Uh-huh. Um, so at 39 weeks I went, it, I got a phone call and my primary OB wasn't going to be able to do my check that day. Okay. They were like, Hey, you can reschedule it for later in the week, or you can go in with this other doctor. And I was right. like, I'm, I just, I need to set it for the same time. I just right. need to come in. Right. So I went in and my check had been, I was one centimeter dilated,
0: uh-huh.
1: 80 or 90% of face. Okay. And I think negative one station. Okay. And it was pretty much the same as the week before. Mm -hmm. Um, But when she did my check, I was like, oh, my, that hurt, like, way more than last week. Right. It's like, And then she did my fundal height, and she was like, your fundal height's off. We need to go do an ultrasound now. Your fluid might be low, and we might need to induce, like, today. Right. And like that. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, Uh, okay. Okay. Right. all right, we're going to get an ultrasound. Thankfully. I mean, my, my fluid was fine. It was like on the low side of normal. Right. Um, and then afterwards the OB was like, okay, well your fluid was okay, but we're getting you or, um, another ultrasound and a stress text stress test for next Monday, like your 40 week. Mm. And we need to get your induction scheduled now. Like it needs to be for like, it was going to be like 40 and a couple days. Right and i was like whoa right. and she's like but i strip. i kind of stripped your membrane so we might not make it there and i was like whoa you mm. first of all what do you mean kind of i right. don't really know what that means yeah like
0: either you did or you didn't like what is right. Right. um
1: but i was just like in shock because i was like well, I, I, we i didn't consent to that right. we i right. didn't talk about that and it was just like the, the discussion was just so, like, blunt and abrasive mm. to how I was used to, like, my OB. Because like, right. my fundal height had been off, like, a month prior. And it sure. was like, oh, it's probably just the way your uterus is sitting. Right. We just need to get a, a, a ultrasound check to make sure. Right. And, you know, this is just extra precaution. You right. know, like, totally two different demeanors. Right. So I was like, left that. And I was just like, okay, well. All right. And I was like, well, if you're going to kind of strip them, I wish you would have just stripped them. But, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, so 39 weeks comes and goes. Mm-hmm. It's – I'm 40 weeks. It's a Monday. I go to my appointment with my primary right OB, and my, OB, or my check was – and I had asked her. I was like, I want you to strip my membranes right. today okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to be induced. And my check was – she's like, well, you're one and a half centimeters. She's like, I can't really put that in. So I'll say two, but right. she's like, you're 90% face and negative one station. So I was essentially the same. Uh-huh. And I was like defeat. Like, I just was like distraught. I was like, I don't want to be induced. I started crying in the office. Aww. I was like, I don't want to be induced. I just want to go into labor naturally. Right. Like, I don't want the, right. and, you know, she was right. like, she was so sweet. And she's like, Tell me why you do you don't want to be induced? Are you scared? Like what's going on? Right. And, and I was terrified of a C-section. Okay. Like I just I knew, like, okay, if that had to happen to keep me and baby safe, like right. it had to happen, but literally right. like terrified me. Okay. okay. Um, I know some people are totally okay with it, but sure. I was just like, think okay. about it and I'm like, Phew. it would just right,
0: right. Um,
1: yeah. So um so I'm telling her all this and she's like, okay, well, you know, like strip." Me-. she, she I had asked her to, so she had stripped my membranes and she's like, you know, she talked about the options. She was like, how about we have you come in on Thursday? They mm-hmm. had my induction schedule for Friday. I'll strip your membranes again. We'll check and see where you're at. Like you won't need Cervidil because you, you know, you're already a face like, maybe we'll just use a little bit of Pitocin to get things started. Or maybe I, there was another medication that she said that she was like, maybe we could just use that instead of Pitocin. But I don't remember. Uh, Cytotec maybe? or I don't think it was Cytotec. I, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. And so she was like, you know, reassuring. She's like, but, uh-huh. you know, again, you might not even make it there. Like you, right. you might go into labor to- right. tonight or tomorrow. Right. Or, right. And so I'm like, okay. So... So I call my husband. I tell him what's up. He's already off work. Cause I'm 40 weeks. That, that's, up. Uh-huh. That's my due date. And he's like, okay, well, okay. Why don't you come home? It was our younger dog Orzo's birthday that day. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, let's, w- we'll go out to eat and we'll get some French dips. We'll bring Orzo along. And so right. I'm like, "All right, So I go home. And by the time I got home, he's like, you know, why don't we take a nap? We should rest first. And I'm like, okay. So by the time we wake up from our nap, I'm like, okay, traffic's going to be terrible. We're not we're not going to the brewery we wanted to go to, to get these French dips. I'm like, it's the last time I can go to prenatal yoga. I was like, I'm going to go tonight. And then when we come back, we'll go get our French dips on my way to yoga. My water broke. Okay. Like (laughs) at first it was like, did my water just break? And then like 20 seconds later, I was like, Oh
0: yeah, okay, yes. it, it was a gush. Fluid it was, coming all out of my body and I have no control over it.
1: Yes, yes. it was my water <laughs> broke. So I, I called up the studio. I was like, hey, my water just broke. I'm actually not coming. <laughs> I turn around, I go home and my husband's like, what did you decide not to go to yoga? Are you 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 ready to go eat? And right. I was like, No, my water just broke. Right. I was like, he's like, Are you sure? And I was like, Yes. I'm <laughs> positive. <laughs> so he's like, Okay, we gotta we gotta go to the hospital. I'm like, No, no, no. Right. No. <laughs> we gotta take care of the dog. Right. We, I gotta get something to eat, I to right. eat. Like right. um, I gotta shower, yes. we gotta finish getting our bags. Like, no. So I, he's like, well, have you called the OB? And I was like, no. I was like, okay, I'll call him. And so I called triage, and they're like, oh, the OB will call you back. And I was like, okay, who's on call? It was my third, the the doctor I had at thirty nine week check. And I was like, uh-huh. I hung up. I started crying for like twenty seconds. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, Christine, get it together. You got a baby to deliver, right. so you don't have time for this. <laughs> okay, you're like, let me gather myself here because <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm like, and but I don't by the time, you know, like 7 a.m., it's going to be shift change. Like, I'm not right. going to have this baby forever. I'm like, I'm the first time mom. Like it's going to be a while. Right. So, so I call her, she calls me back and she's like, Oh, are you having any contractions? I'm like, no, I don't think so. Just some Braxton Hicks. Cause I've been having those since like 30 weeks. And right. my husband's like, Christine, your water broke. Those are contractions now. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, and so she's like, okay, we'll just monitor things for a couple hours and call me back. And I'm like, okay, I like that answer because mm-hmm. my husband's trying to get us to leave and right. go to the hospital. Right. I'm like, no. <laughs> and so I'm um, I do some like sidestep stairs and uh-huh. bouncing on the ball every time I have a contraction which uh, they're so mild at this point um, right my dogs are like barking and they're like you know my old boy Charlie's like sitting at my feet and the uh-huh. other dog's like going crazy and but I'm like they're just so intuitive I'm like uh-huh. I'm not even like breathing through this I don't right. know I'm having right. a contraction and they
0: know something's going on crazy
1: <laughs> um but then they st- kind of start to like pick up the contractions do but they're so erratic. Like okay. I'm having one every seven minutes and uh-huh. then it's every two minutes and then it's four minutes and then it's back to like 45 seconds. Right. It, they're like all over the place. Right.
0: Oh, did you call your doula at all?
1: Oh I, yeah. I had, I, I had been texting her and like gotcha. telling her what's up. Gotcha. Um, and she's like, okay, you know, keep me updated. Right. Or well, she was the one that was like, start timing them. Okay. Cause I was like, mm-hmm, they're kind of, you know, and she's like, okay, go ahead and start timing them. So I'd time them and I was like sending them to her. And then, so finally my husband's like, we, we've got to get going. Like they're all over the place, but, and I'm like, well, okay, I'll shower. Like, and then we call the OB and she's like, all right, well, your water's already broken. So just come over. And this was, we started heading over, I think around like seven 30. Okay. So the, we had to go through the ER, but the, uh-huh. she was like, you're not going to have to go into the ER right. because you, your water's already broken. We're going to admit you. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So then by the time we get to the hospital, they're, they're picking up. They're like every three to four minutes consistently at this point. Okay. And like, I'm, I'm having to breathe through them. Right. Um, so I get chat or, you know, get into the hospital. Uh-huh. The first thing the nurse asks, do you have a birth plan? Right. And I was like, yes, thank you. I do. My husband got it. And my nurse was amazing. Mm. She was so good. Right. Um, She checked me and I was three centimeters. Okay. um, And so I was, was, but I kind of knew like, I'm not going to be super far along. Right. My water
0: just broke. I just got checked earlier today. Right. 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 And you were probably like, I just don't want to be one. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Some progress. Yes. <laughs> so,
1: so yeah, we kind of get settled in. My husband let the doula know, hey, you know, my wife wants you to go ahead and come down. So that was like 8.30 or something p.m. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they've definitely picked up in pain. And I'm in the sh- – well, they did monitor, I guess, at first. Um, And then I'm in the shower. I use that for – my pain management, okay. like pretty much the whole time I was in the right. shower almost unless I was getting the monitoring. Uh-huh. I was pretty much in the shower with okay. the hot water on my back. I had bad back labor. Okay. So that really helped with okay. the water.
0: And they Um, were taking you off of the monitor for you to go in the shower.
1: Yeah. So actually that was one thing that I had requested was Uh like the intermittent monitoring. Mm -hmm. Good, Um, good. So yeah, (laughs) my husband thought it was so funny. I, you know, I had the, they give you the gown Uh and I have the (laughs) gown on and, you know, they have the thing around my belly. They're doing the contractions. And I'm, I was like, I had the head of the bed up and I was like, kind of like facing it, like leaning against it. Uh Cause that was just what. I didn't want to be like on my back, like that was terrible. Right. And I was like so distracted by the gown. And I was like, can I just take this off? I was like, yeah. I'm in the shower. I'm like, and she's like, girl, you don't have to wear anything if you don't want to yeah, like, like <laughs> whip it off. Yes, and my what? husband thought that was like so hilarious that I was just like <laughs> walking around for hours. And I'm like, I'm having a baby. Like yes. what's 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 it yes. matter? <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. Yes. So Love
1: it. um so <laughs> Yeah. I would just, I don't know how often they were doing the Mm -hmm. the monitoring, but yeah, whatever the typical is, Uh I think. And then, so at at around 830, I was three centimeters. And then they checked me at 1130 Uh and the doctor had come in. This was the doctor that did the check now. And I was five centimeters. Okay. But I was like kind of bummed about that because I was like, "Whew! I was like, I'm I'm struggling. Like this is hard. Right. I was like, I'm having to breathe through it. Like right. this is bad back pain. Right. right. I was like, I'm using the shower, and and I was like, I don't know. Can I do this? And right. I mean, my doula and the nurse were like, like you're doing great. Like right. you can't. You're already doing it. They're like, right. don't look at it as if you're only halfway. Right. They're like, you're already at that point. I think I was maybe a hundred percent effaced or something. Right. And maybe, I guess I, I was, it must've been that check that I was at zero station. Okay. So I was like, things besides dilation were happening Uh and they're like, you're, you're doing great. Just keep going. And my deal was like, take it one contraction at a time. Like you got to release your shoulders. you got to release some of that tension. Right. I'm like, all right. And I just got in the zone. Like I was just from, then on I just feel like I mean it was hard but Mm. I was like I was just so like focused right and shortly after that check I had told my doula I was like I'm feeling like a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and she was like and I was like this like I'm feeling different right and she's like I was like, do I, should I get checked again? And she was like, I mean, we can ask if you want to get checked, but like, it's only been an hour and you were five centimeters and you were a little discouraged at five centimeters. So I don't want you to get more discouraged. Right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So I just was like breathing through it. I'm like visualizing Uh like flowers blooming. My cervix is opening. Like baby's going to come soon. Right. Right. My, you know, the doula and my husband were taking turns doing like hip squeezes and back pressure, counter pressure. And, you know, intermittently I'm having to go get the, the checks mm-hmm. uh, or the, not the cervical checks, the yeah, monitoring. Been, uh-huh. Right. And then at one point the, the nurse comes in and she's like, the doctor's going to come in a few minutes. Cause we need to check you like your contractions are on top of each other. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. That's right. fine. And from the time it took me to get from the bathroom to uh-huh. the, the, bed, I had like uh-huh. three contractions. It right. seemed like it took me forever to get there. <laughs> um, because yeah, I'm like. Dying in the right. middle, you know, right? <laughs> but no, no. I mean, I was okay. But um, and so then the doctor checks me, and she's uh-huh. like, "You're if you want, you're ready to push." Okay, And I was like, L- "And this was at 30. so from eleven thirty p.m. to 30 a.m., I went from five to ten. Let's see, so okay. it went that right. part is yes, it went quickly. I mean, it didn't, it didn't, you know, but like <laughs> right. all in all, it went <laughs> right. quickly, and, right? you know some people were when i heard unmedicated stories talk uh-huh. about like the transition uh-huh. period they're like oh it's like like your demeanor changes like and you it's kind of like an out of body experience and like you're not with it and right. i felt the opposite i was like so focused i was like so in tune with my body at that mm. point like I remember my husband trying to distract me uh-huh. like he's like, "Hey, look at the look at our dogs." Like cuz we had our camera on our dogs. Right. So we could watch them. Look at right. look at Orzo. He's he's so nervous. He's looking out the window for us right. and I'm like, "I'm I'm, I'm focusing. D- Don't right. T- right. If you're not going to squeeze my back, I don't want to hear it." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um but, yeah, so I went from 5 to 10 in, like, two hours. And so then she was like, yeah, if you're ready to push, like, you uh-huh. can push whenever you want. And okay. so I tried a few different positions. Uh-huh. I did, like, sideline. Uh-huh. I did kind of, like, the same position I was doing while I was getting the checks where I was, like, facing the inclined head of the bed. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, like.
0: Um, I, I, so, okay, I, it might be hard for people to know. I know exactly what she's talking about because I can see the labor bit. Like I can see it in my head in the labor room. But you're it, like you were just kind of like facing the head of the bed, and, and like you can sit the bed up and sort of lean over it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: <laughs> so tried that, and then you know tried sideline, like the opposite sideline again. Uh-huh. And I I felt like th- this baby's got to be progressing out, like. Ba- we didn't know if it was a girl or boy. Oh, okay. So I was okay. like, the baby's got to be coming. I was right. like – and I kept asking. I was like, is baby crowning? Right. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have a few choice words, you know, every time. <laughs> and and oh. then the, the doctor, though, OB, is like, right. okay, Christine, like, if you want me to check, like, how you're doing while you're pushing, I need you to get on, the back, on your back so I can, like – see what's going on. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to get on my back. I don't want to get on my back. And she's like, if you want me to help you, you you've got to do that. And she's like, otherwise you can keep pushing how you want. Like it's right. up to you. And my right. husband's like, Christine, just do what she says. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. And she's like, we'll get a, um, she offered a like hot heating pad to okay. put underneath my low back. Okay, And I was like, okay, let's, let's do that. So then we did that. And she's like, okay. She's like, she told me she thought it would be best if I continued to push on my back, like where she could see kind of like how things were going. Okay. So I was like, all right. So, you know, I pushed and, and then eventually baby's head started coming out and they were like, push, push, like keep pushing, keep pushing. Like at that point they were like, you need to like get this baby out because I didn't know at the time, but the cord was wrapped around the neck. And, um, which was, she got it out, you know, unwound, like super quick. But my husband was like, I think like baby was kind of like de a little bit at the very end. Okay. And that's why they were like, okay, at this point you got to like just keep pushing. So I didn't really get a break between the head and the shoulders. Okay. It all um, just,
0: it all just came. But baby
1: came out and she was like. How
0: long did you push? It was only
1: 45 minutes. Okay. Nice. So not too bad. Yeah. 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 Um, So, I mean. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's Labor is, was such like a time warp. Like it seemed uh-huh. like a long time, but at the same right. time, it didn't seem like any time at all. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's probably hard to explain if you haven't been through it, but yeah. I'm sure yeah. all those people that have uh-huh. know what I'm talking about. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favorite to ask. But here's the thing, producing a podcast involves time, effort and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content, it all adds up. Again, that's Dr. Rankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. So baby comes out. Yeah.
1: And she's like, look down. Like, and she holds, and I, I saw that it was a girl, right. um, which I thought it was a girl, but you know, we didn't know. So yeah, yeah. Um, So I was like, okay, you know, we were all excited and my husband saw it and, um, yeah, and they got baby like right on my chest. Okay, did the delayed cord cam- do de- delayed cord clamping. Uh huh. Um, and, and yeah, baby was like healthy and awesome. all was good.
0: Awesome, awesome. I love it, love it, love it. So, it's it sounds like that doctor ended up being okay then in the end, or was it that you just didn't have that much time with her or or a combination of both <laughs> no she was she's a good doctor okay it was just that like my husband said because he liked her he was
1: like uh-huh. no she was like straight she's to the point you know uh-huh. she got out a healthy baby which was you know what that's what her job is and i was right. like no absolutely it was just he's like you want somebody warm and fuzzy that's gonna yeah. like give you a hug and yeah. that was just not her personality gotcha. so no she's like, she was a good doctor i didn't have like the best 39 week experience gotcha. um, with gotcha. her but like She got the baby out, and baby was healthy, and all was well. Okay, I mean, well,
0: you got the baby out because you did the work. So (laughs) (laughs) she just made sure nothing crazy happened. But you, you got the work. You got the baby out. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) So then, did you have to get any stitches or anything?
1: No, I did not tear. Look at you tearing. Yep. And and you know when I went to pelvic floor PT we, you know, we not only worked on like back pain and all Mm -hmm. that, but we did like pushing prep and we did, you know, the perennial massages. I Uh started that at like, I think 34 weeks. Uh Um, so, and then we talked through like, you know, using your breath while pushing, not bearing down, like
0: that sort of thing. So yeah,
1: thankfully no tearing. And so yeah, definitely made recovery, you know, um pretty good nice
0: nice and then i forgot to ask do you feel like as you were pushing like during the crowning d- do you remember like ring of fire or, or increase in intensity or anything like that
1: um i mean in- increase in intensity yeah uh-huh. for sure uh-huh. um but not the ring of fire i don't okay have, you know what actually so the doctor at one point she was like asked if she could inject lidocaine into my vagina okay and so I guess technically not completely unmedicated, okay. but, you know, um, but, and I was like, Oh, I don't know about that. I was like, and my husband was like, I, she's, she's worried about you tearing really badly and right. she's going to have to put lidocaine in there to, for you to stitch up anyway. So right. she was like, he was like, just, it's, it's fine. Like the lidocaine, the, t- the local lidocaine is fine. Right. And I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. So maybe that's why I didn't feel the, the ring of fire, okay. but, but definitely like an
0: increase in intensity. Sure. Oh, for sure. 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 That's interesting that she asked to do lidocaine even beforehand. I have never done that before. I, I remember her explaining some things, uh-huh. but I don't remember what. Sure. She yeah. Explaining. I mean, yeah, you were, you were in your zone, like you were focused <laughs> in the moment. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, so. Everything went well afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How long did you stay in the hospital? How was your postpartum
1: course? So I delivered at 2, 29 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we had to stay like a little bit longer than 24 hours. Right. So we, like, I don't know, like 36 or whatever. Right. So really one full night. Okay. But yeah, I mean, my recovery was really good. Like I said, I didn't tear. Uh-huh. So I walked to the postpartum okay. um, unit. Right. And like was walking around the unit. My, like I said, my labor nurse was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um she like even came she like got off shift the next night she like came and check on me. Oh, Like she was so sweet. Yeah. Um yes. but anyway, but yeah, like latching was tricky
0: as far okay. as breastfeeding. I was gonna like, ask the, about breastfeeding.
1: Yeah. So it was definitely tricky. Like the nurses and the lactation consultants had to come like help me. I feel like i the first or while I was in the hospital I don't know that I got her to latch on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my husband was so worried. He's like, I don't think we can take her home. Like, she's not going to be able to eat anything. Like, <laughs> like But we, like, she's... figured it out, kind right. of. Like, yes. it was definitely a struggle. And that was one thing. I should have booked a outpatient lactation consultant sooner. Okay, Like, I ended – because my breasts and nipples were so sore okay. postpartum. Uh-huh. And so, you know – when she's nursing i was just thinking okay well this is my body's just like getting used to things this right. is different right. like i just need to like kind of toughen up like it'll eventually get better and so at one point it's in the middle of the night and i'm nursing and my nipple starts bleeding. I'm like, okay, well that's this not is, normal. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. So at that moment I literally booked a, a lactation okay. consultant appointment okay. and that, okay. they were so helpful. So I would say the first month of breastfeeding was the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the lactation consultants were super helpful that helped, like the tips and the tricks
0: and yeah. And now I'm still breastfeeding. Okay. Months, nice. So, yeah. Nice. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. So looking back, is there anything like one thing in particular, or a couple things in particular that you found were really helpful for you? Or was it just like the combination of the things, the combination of having the doula and the pelvic PT ahead of time and like educating yourself? Was it all just all kind of came together? What do you think? Yeah,
1: I think it was the combination of Mm -hmm. everything for sure. I mean, I mean, my husband was like, you're over preparing. And I'm like, no, I'm not like, and and going into labor, like I was ready. I was excited. Uh I was ready. But yeah, I definitely think it was a combination, like knowing, you know, that I need to be breathing, doing Mm -hmm. all like the low moaning, Mm -hmm. the horse lips, like all the things. Um, But I would say if, you know, if you're looking into like
0: one thing I would Uh
1: recommend pelvic floor PT for sure. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So yeah, we just don't, we don't utilize that enough at all. Mm -hmm. all. So I guess the, I think I know the answers to this question, but how do you feel about your birth experience? Oh, so good. Yeah. It was super positive. It was such a good
1: experience. Um, you know, I, sometimes when you listen, I was listening to some of the like the unmedicated either podcasts or books. Mm -hmm. And I did feel like there's a little bit of a negative connotation on hospital births. Mm -hmm. Like they, the unmedicated birthing world kind of, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who's on the hospital and, and they're like, Oh, once you get there, you're going to stop progressing. The lights are so bright and like, you know, everyone's going to want to check you. There's just a lot of like negatives, but I felt very comfortable and good about being in the hospital. Like my, obviously I had like an amazing nurse. Um, she, you know, she did dim the lights. Like I was able to do the intermittent monitoring. Um, you know, I didn't have to be hooked up to an IV. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to use the shower. Obviously I had the doula. So I, I had a good hospital unmedicated birth yeah. Experience which I was a little bit nervous beforehand just because you hear kind yeah. of some negative things, sure. So, absolutely. so I would say if you know somebody's wanting to do that, it's totally possible,
0: mm-hmm. 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. You just have to do like you did and prepare, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, maybe you answered this already, but just to wrap it up, what is the one like your favorite piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's getting ready to have a baby now?
1: I would say don't wait until there's something wrong to get support. Mm -hmm. Like, like for, for me, for pellet floor PT or lactation Mm -hmm. consultant, like it's okay to seek out health providers or support, even if there's not an issue. Yes. Like, it, it, realistically you should be doing that beforehand. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. so don't wait until there's a problem, like do something for, you know, this is for you, this is for your children, mm-hmm. like do it ahead of
0: time. Yeah, Yeah. Love that. Love that. So where can people find you? I don't know if you do virtual for any of your dietitian things that you do on the I side. Do. Yeah. So where can people connect mm-hmm. with you? Yeah. Actually, I actually only do virtual Oh, as okay. As nutrition right. counseling. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, so my business Instagram is rd or just the, my website is www.christinelegree.com.
0: Okay. So. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to share your story. I think it's really important to share positive experiences of, of hospital birth. And so I appreciate you coming on today.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing everybody's stories and for all the education that you provide. Oh, Super thank helpful.
0: You. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful birth story that was. I so appreciate Christine coming on to share her positive hospital unmedicated birth experience. Now, you know, after every time I have a guest on, I do something called Dr. Nicole's notes, which are my top takeaways from the conversation. And here are my Dr. Nicole's notes from my conversation with Christine. Number one, said this before i'm gonna say it again i say it a lot birth is unpredictable that's the only predictable thing about birth that is that it is unpredictable and you must remain flexible with the process that is the key to riding the waves of the unpredictability being flexible with birth it is so 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 important now The next point is that even though you're flexible with birth, some people interpret that to mean like you just go in, you just go with the flow, you listen to what the doctors tell you, blah, blah, blah. Uh Uh-uh, that's not what I'm talking about. You still need to make a birth plan or birth preferences would be more accurate, things that you want for your birth. So you still need to be prepared for your birth and you want to make that birth plan or birth preferences early and you want to talk about it with your Doctor, that's what Christine did. And I cannot overstate how important that is to do that during your prenatal visits, because when you do it during your prenatal visits, You have a sense well before you go into the hospital, whether or not the things that you want for your birth or your preferences will be supported. And if they won't be, then you have time to plan accordingly. Those are things that I talk about inside of the birth preparation course, inside of my live birth plan class, which is actually coming up in August, actually is how to make that birth plan and how to discuss it. Because if you show up at the hospital with this birth plan and you haven't discussed it ahead of time and you don't know whether or not they're going to support it, you can be in for a lot of disappointment and not get the things that you want for your birth. So you need to discuss it ahead of time. I teach you all of that. So check out my website, Dr. Nicole rankins.com and check out the birth plan class that's coming up live or the entire full birth preparation course. And I'll add that I think this is especially important when you're having an unmedicated birth. And so much of that is about mindset and you don't want to have that unnecessary stress of worrying about whether or not your birth plan is going to be supported. You want to take that stress off of you. And this is for everybody really, but I think especially for an unmedicated birth, you want to take that stress off of you before you get to the hospital. So discuss your birth plan ahead of time, be prepared ahead of time. Okay, now I got to make a comment about the stripping the membranes that happened without her consent, where the doctor was like, Well, I kind of stripped your membranes. That is unequivocally unacceptable, all right? That is so inappropriate. We live in this or exist in this culture of medicine where doctors are in an environment where it is completely acceptable to put your fingers in someone's vagina without asking and do a procedure that's potentially painful and potentially uncomfortable. It's it's uh, I'm struggling to find the words. It's it's awful. It's it's embarrassing that we exist in that system where that really seems normal. It's very much so become normalized that that type of culture. So a doctor should never strip your membranes without consent. They really shouldn't even check your cervix without your consent, without asking, do anything without your consent, but especially anything that's invasive as going inside of someone's body. Sometimes people's water gets broken without their consent. Oh, I'm just going to break your water. So that is not acceptable. Absolutely, unequivocally, not, not acceptable. Okay. A couple more things when your water breaks and your contractions haven't started. Now I cannot give specific medical advice, but I can say that in general, when I was in practice, if your water breaks and your contractions haven't started, it's perfectly fine to wait at home as long as the fluid is clear and you're feeling the baby move, you can wait at home for a period of a few hours, several hours. I used to say six hours before you go to the hospital. Of course, that depends on if you have any issues or concerns with your pregnancy or things like that. So you need to check with your own healthcare provider, but you don't have to rush to the hospital just because your water breaks. You can wait for labor to start. It's gonna start for most people within 12 hours, 18 hours or so. I'm not saying you wait that long before you go to the hospital. Like I said, I used to say six hours to check in. some practices will say more, but just check and see how your midwife or doctor approaches what to do when your water breaks, because you don't necessarily have to go to the hospital right away. And then the final thing that I'll say is that the right support just makes all the difference. And and I wish you didn't have to work so hard to line up the right support within the U.S. maternity system. I wish that that support was just automatic and was just there, but it ain't. So you really need to do the things ahead of time to find the support that you need. That's gonna include maybe having a doula a good doula who you interview and make sure it's a good fit for you that's going to include having a good labor nurse and if you're not happy with your nurse then asking for another nurse it's going to include looking and making sure you can be at a hospital that supports evidence-based practices okay where you can know that you're in an environment that's going to be supportive for you It's going to be things like maybe lining up a pelvic physical therapist. So you have that support for you as well, because you know, our system, especially in the postpartum period is not going to support you either. So the right support can make all of the difference. And it actually doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be where you spend hours and hours and days and days doing all the things, but be intentional about making sure that you have that support system lined up because it can really make such a huge huge difference, both in your pregnancy care, your birth, and your postpartum experience too. And those are all things, of course, I'm here to help you with, whether it's through my podcast, which you're listening to now, of course, (laughs) through my social media. Instagram, of course, is my favorite platform. That's Dr. Nicole Rankins or the resources resources on my website. Check those out too, drnicolerankins.com. All right, so there you have it. Do me a solid. Share this podcast with a friend, sharing is caring. I'm on a mission to reach and serve as many pregnant folks as possible, especially in the US. So if you find this useful, please share it with a friend, help the show to grow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to me right now. Leave me a review or shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Nicole Rankins. Let me know what you think about the show. So that's it for this episode. Do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth.